0: In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's
1: Drew. All right. This is In the Lab. I am Drew. That is John. And there's a lot going on, John. We had a open practice yesterday of OTAs. Mm-hmm. Heard from some interesting folks. Yep. Dalton Schultz, Damian Pierce, amongst others. I got a chance to go one-on-one with Dalton Schultz, which you can hear on HoustonTexans.com. You, you played it last night on the radio show. It was a lot of fun. It was good. It covered a lot of areas. So football-wise, he got pretty into the details about why he's jacked about this offense. And he got me even more excited than I already was, and that was a pretty high level of excitement. But this is a guy who's proven to be a very productive NFL football player. Chose to come here, and I said, hey, money aside, why did you come here? And that's what he told me about his excitement over the team. I think that's a very important question you should ask any guy who signs with any team in any sport. Hey, money aside, why do you like this? Because, listen, yeah. money is usually <laughs> going to be the reason that someone signs here. I don't begrudge anyone that. Right, so right. that's why I, t- I, I ask it that way. But, man, the way he answered Bobby Slowick and company, they're cooking up something pretty fun. It sounds like John,
0: I think what's interesting about free agents signing, especially a player like Dalton Schultz, where there was a lot of talk last off season about the contract that Dalton Schultz could potentially um, sign as a long-term uh, in a long-term situation, be it the Cowboys or or somebody else, but well, the Cowboys went franchised him being get a long-term deal done. And because of that, he became an unrestricted free agent this summer and, so the Texans signed him to a one-year deal. And I, I've always said this about a one-year deal. I don't have a problem with a one-year deal because both parties essentially get to try it on for size. You get a one-year deal. You get that money. That money is typically guaranteed. You get an opportunity to put your put your wares out there for mm-hmm. all 31 other teams to watch. Maybe not the Cowboys. Maybe they maybe they get back in. I don't know. So all 32, 31 teams get to see it. But you're in-house for that team, so they get to see – you up close but there's always ancillary benefits that you don't you don't think about Uh, I would imagine as a free agent you're thinking about location place what about my family how about all that and then okay well what about the offense what what can the offense do or or defense depending on what side of the ball and in Dalton's case is on the offense and then you think to, okay well where were these guys last well they were in San Francisco they're in San Francisco oh George Kittle Hmm, could I fit that could I do that they had other tight ends. Okay. Maybe could I fit that? Ooh, babe. I, I like this. And then you get here and you realize, all right, this is why George Kittle was successful. This is how they were able to get George Kittle open um in that particular role in those particular areas of the field. Now, I don't think, I don't look at George Kittle and think he's Dalton Schultz. I don't look at Dalton Schultz and think he's George Kittle, but just from that particular tight end position, you think, okay, your mind starts running wild with, okay, well, if they did this with, Kittle, what can they do with me? And that's where you start thinking about whether it's Dalton Schultz, whether it's Devin Singletary, um, whether it's any free agent that that gets into your building. That's what they're um, that's what they're thinking about, and and hopefully that's what Dalton's thinking about. And it's opened his eyes to, hey, wait a second, yeah, it's a it's a one year deal, but I could show it off. I'm going to get some offers, hopefully. But man, I might like it here. That. Maybe you don't give a hometown discount, but you're thinking about. I would like to be here for the long term. He said he I think was going to year six. I think is what he said. So look, if you're thinking about being a 10 year player in the NFL, which I don't know what guys' goals are. I mean, some might you know I want to play until the, the wheels fall off. You know, some guys want to play five years. Some guys want to want to be in for a decade. You know, that's always kind of a a nice number. Hey, I spent 10 years in the NFL. Well, maybe you sign that deal with the Texans, and this is where you end up. Finishing that career and finishing hopefully with a flourish, uh, being that guy that the Texans have wanted at tight end for, for a long time. But I think the presence of Dalton Schultz raises the game of everybody else, too. Brevin Jordan taking his game up to a different level. Tegan Quatoriano, uh, the rookie last year. Now they're all different. All three of those guys, they may play tight end, as I say in air quotes, but they play it differently. Because of body type, size, abilities, all that kind of stuff. But I think Schultz ends up being a really intriguing piece in this offense. And I love the fact that he gave you a J. Cole lyric and you blanked on it.
1: Yeah, I listen, I've heard, but that's okay. I've heard J. Cole's name thrown around. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I just, I figured, okay, I don't know the name of the song, but I bet when I play it on Spotify, it'll be like, oh, that's, okay, that's what it's called. (laughs) Played it. First time I'd heard it. Never heard it. And I was like, okay, well, that that must be just one song I've never heard. I played a few other Jay Cole songs. Never heard of them. Never heard any of it. And, hey, to each his own. Yep. Not judging? Yes. Yeah. Never heard it. Okay. So, yeah. And he okay. was like, he's like, oh, well, you're not a fan. And I say, <laughs> it's like. Well, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that I've never listened. He's like, yeah, so you're not a fan. Let's, be, let's take the gray out of this. I was like, yeah, eh, touche. That's that's true. You could become a fan. True. Yes. But at the current moment, you're you're not. I that's said, okay. hey, just total ignorance of it. And then yes, totally ignorant, because I have never heard a single one of those songs. Hey, at the back end of that interview, he brought up. Actually, let's get to the back end later, because in the middle, when we we're talking football, and I couldn't follow this up because he was crunched for time. He had to get out of here, Mm -hmm. but I I had a lot more for him that I wanted to ask. He was talking about how excited he is for this run game. He had spent a lot of time talking about catching passes and the route tree and everything. And he finished that answer. And I said, yeah. And it's interesting. You bring up all this stuff about catching passes and you're a tight end, but Oh, Hey, that also means you're essentially an offensive lineman as well, because you're a tight end. Yeah. And he said, yeah, man, I, I am so stoked about blocking in this run game. He's like, that's what I'm most excited about. And he talked about why this run game for a a blocker for an offensive lineman is so beautiful. And he kind of joked about how it is black and white, because in a lot of offenses, the offensive linemen have so many different variables they are like, well, if the linebacker moves this way, then you do this. But if he moves that way, you've got a combo down on this guy and then do this and (laughs) He says in this offense, it's this or that. No gray area. You have simple declarative assignments. That's intriguing to me because if you make it easy on your offensive line and your offensive line is effective, how much better is Damian Pierce going to look than he did already last year? I mean, he was a revelation last year, and I don't know that the offense that we've had around here for the last decade has been all
0: that conducive to getting guys big, big yardage. I agree. I mean, obviously Damian last year, there, there was, there was one last year. There was one um, scheme that really worked for them was counter scheme last year that sprung Damian against the Eagles. It sprung him against the giants. I want to say those are back-to-back weeks. If I remember correctly, that could be wrong, but they, those were, th- that run scheme worked really well in those situations. And but that was one scheme and you know to be effective in the NFL you've got to have more than just one scheme now you don't have to be hey we run power really well and then we run outside zone that's usually not eh, don't go together all that well but you know a lot of teams that run zone have some uh some counter back the other way some teams that run power you know there's some there's a counter uh, as well so I think if you can have a couple of three run games and I remember Carolina in 2019 and Carolina in 2019 wasn't a great team but I remember they had about seven or eight different run schemes they used with uh, Christian McCaffrey and I'm like wow they got they have counter they have you know power they've got zone they've got you know inside zone they've got split zone I mean they have all kinds of things and the more of those that you can run effectively the better off you're going to be but the definitive black and white of a scenario you do this or this as opposed to well it depends there's a lot of depends in the in the game of football and a lot of things really but well wait do i block this guy well it depends the fact that you can give a run blocker you do this or you do that that is it's more valuable than you would even think And you're
1: attacking
0: you're you're not on your heels right and i think that's been a big reason why san francisco has been so good running the football but beyond that i think their multiplicity of scheme plus the way they build off of concepts where okay we're going to tweak this one thing and it's going to look completely different and i I used to say it all the time to me that's that's kind of the, the biggest thing in a game of football how can you take something that you do and you do well get somebody to stop it And then you can make one little tweak and everything looks different to a defense, but all you've done is made that one little tweak. And all of a sudden you're now doing something that everybody knows, but you've made one little tweak and the defense is like, Whoa, what are we looking at? Totally different. And he, he he discussed that. He said,
1: that's the beauty of that offense. You see so many different things, but it's out of a basic, right. You know, formation, but there's so many variables anyways. Yeah. He's,
0: he was good. He he was was really
1: good. It was fun talking with him. And then, at the very end, I, I had intended to have some of the just the wacky questions that I sometimes ask guys, like his birthday's on <laughs> July 11th, so that's seven eleven. So Wait, his
0: birthday's July? Oh, yeah. July
1: 11th. Okay, my bad. So free Slurpees, what was his favorite Slurpee flavor? He got that one in there. Before he sat down, before we even recorded, he looked at the microphone that you're talking into, mm-hmm. that I'm talking into, and he's like, hey, which uh, which model is this? Uh, it's a Shore. He's like, no, I know, but which Shore model? I was like, oh, uh, it's the Podcaster one. I think it's an MV7. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, why? why? And you got to understand, gentle listener, I've never done an interview with a football player and never have they ever, ever, ever asked, <laughs> what's, a- uh, what's this microphone? You know, they just sit down and they yeah. usually they don't talk into the microphone and you got to like boost their levels. Right. And but th- he actually had an appreciation for it. And I said, well, where'd that come from? Well, I'm a big, he's like, I'm a big gamer. I'm a streamer. And so <laughs> he has a whole setup at his home uh, where he was living in when he was playing with the Cowboys. I think he's setting up one now down here but he he's a, an interesting cat and i've i ended with one of those rank the daltons i'll do that with people's names like rank yeah. the johns right. you know, john the baptist john harris john jacob jingleheimer schmidt tommy john and you know stuff like that so i had ranked the daltons and the daltons were john dalton the english chemist who came up basically with atomic theory and he also dabbled in finding out how colorblindness happens so i had him dalton schultz andy dalton the uh, quarterback. B. Dalton Booksellers. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, R.I.P. And
1: Dalton from Roadhouse. And he immediately said, oh, Dalton from Roadhouse. Absolutely is number one. <laughs> that's who I was named after. My dad would would say, would rank him first also. That's that's why I was named Dalton. And yeah. like, what? He's like, yeah, I've never seen the movie. And I was like, what? So, yeah. But ah. uh, anytime you get a Roadhouse reference in. Yeah. I'm excited. And Mark Vandermeer was pumped when he heard that. So he's like the greatest B movie ever.
0: Yep. Yeah. He very much was. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. I am excited to see what that guy does and they're, they're kind of ramping him up in practice. Um, You know, he's doing certain things, but not everything, but that's, that's fine. Uh, A a six year vet. I don't, I don't worry about that sort of thing, especially when I hear him discuss this, offense his role in it what he looks for and then just watching him I, there was one point during practice i was watching him i think he was talking with bobby slowick if i remember oh, no no no, he was talking to his tight ends coach and they were just having a very animated discussion and you can always tell when you see a coach or a player and they're doing kind of this with their hands mm-hmm. where you know it, and it looks like they're doing some sort of dance they're basically describing routes and where they're supposed to go and this guy was over here and describing coverage and they were doing that and it just was a really couldn't hear a word, but it was a really compelling discussion right. to, to watch. So you can tell that Dalton, Sol- Dalton Schultz has this insatiable like, desire to learn why. Why do it that way? Why do this? Why do that? And I think that's pretty cool. Um, and hopefully that pays off for him in a big way for the Texans. And and if it does, then you know keeping him here for, for the long term, which would be cool, because I'd like to hear more. I'd like to hear more Drew Doherty, Dalton Schultz, Drew and Dalton uh, interviews. That'd be cool.
1: Amen. Hey, another cool thing about yesterday, speaking of Dalton Schultz, the greatest tight end in Texans history Mm. was at practice Mm. yesterday. Owen Daniels, good to see him. Part of many former Houston Texans that were on the practice field, checking things out. Andre Johnson, who belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Andre was out there. Great to see him. I'm going to leave names off, and I apologize if I don't call your name. But we also saw guys from way back when, like Corey Sears and Fred Weary Mm -hmm. and Chester Pitts. Great to see Chester. Got to chit-chat with Chester for a little bit. That's a lot of alliteration for an anxious anchor. Yep. J.J. Moses, man. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That's our dude, man. That is our dude. Welcome back, J.J. We missed you a lot. J.J.'s doing great. Kylie Wong. I saw Kylie Kylie, talk to Kylie Kylie Wong for a little bit. I didn't get a chance to talk to him as much. Mike Quinn. He was a backup quarterback here. Good seeing Mike. Who else? Uh, it was really, really fun just seeing them. These guys are amped about D'Amico. Yep. Not, not all of them played with D'Amico. Many played before. Many played after. Many played with, but all, all of them. Robert Smith was there. Travis Johnson. All of them are jacked about what he brings. Yep. I mean, these guys that are there on the sidelines, they've got a connection to the Texans. They, they, they associate with this team. They love this team. It's their team, and they're they're excited about the future, and it's. God, it was so cool seeing them interact with D'Amico. I tweeted a little video about it. I know you talked about it. DP wrote an article about it. It's just been cool seeing them on the sidelines and seeing this. I don't want to say renewed because I've never seen an energy like this, an excitement like this around this team. It's it's peculiar in its own sort of way, but it's it's really it's invigorating, John.
0: Yeah, there's no question. And I talked to I talked to Chester. I talked to Kylie for a little bit, and that was really the. Um, the right way of saying it, that was kind of the the key thing in talking to both of them. It was the consistent aspect, positive vibes, Mm -hmm. D'Amico, you know, what Nick did in the draft. I mean, it just feels like there's a lot of positive momentum. Now, Mark says this all the time, Mark Vandermeer, you got to play the games. Yep. And once you start playing the games, that's the black and white. That is, as we talked about earlier, it becomes very, very clear, for fans. It's great for players. If something's black, or white, you block this guy or that guy, you do this, you do that. You run this route, you run that route, depending on what you see It's this or that it's black or white. Well, guess what's the most black or white football. You look up the scoreboard. Do you have more points than the other team? And that will uh, right now there's, and, and, and I don't want to squelch anybody's positive vibes. Not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I just, I know this is even, this is even beyond that. This is even beyond have, being positive about what the team can do, but being positive about this team matches what we see on the field and what we're seeing from these guys playing faster, Chris more precise um, quarterbacks making better and more consistent throws uh, in, in each and every drill speedier guys that all of that really, I think plays towards being even more positive and having a, having an impact on the record this year, which, I mean that's that's what fans want. And look, fan and to me, the Houston fans are pretty reasonable. You don't see anybody out there going, "We're going to Super Bowl, Super Bowl this year." No, like I don't see that. I just see a lot of fans saying, "Look, make progress and move in that direction. Make sure that the the draft picks you made are a significant piece of the foundation. You get the draft picks from twenty twenty two, Kenny Green and Derek Stingley back healthy, and then what can they do? And you build this thing and you make Houston." a spot where a lot of people want to come. You make the one year contract guys want to stay here. You make uh, high profile free agents go, Hey, I need to take a look at Houston. They got something going on. Oh, and there's no state income tax and D'Amico's there and Nick's running things. That's um, that's what you, you want to be able to build. And that's where all of this, that's where all of this gets to. That is week one against Baltimore, week two against Indy. You start winning games. You start making a name for your team in this league again. And I think everybody kind of feels those positive, positive vibes. And I said, to, I can't remember which one I said to. And we were kind of talking about that aspect. And I said, I kind of pointed back at all the, the legends. And I said, well, this should tell you what everybody mm-hmm. thinks. Because in the last few years, we wouldn't see as many legends. You know, they may come out there on a required visit or whatever. And, and, and I feel like the the legends that have a connection to this team want to be around this team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to have, you know, what, about two dozen or so, um, you know, on an OTA in June. Yeah. I mean, that's just fantastic, no, it, was, man.
1: it was so cool seeing those guys. Very cool. A lot of fun. Fun times around the Texans. I can't wait. Hope you can't either. And this has been In the Lab.